Welcome to session 121 of the Scanner School Podcast, where we teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. All the session notes can be found online at scannerschool.com slash session 121. Today, we're going to go inside of one of our brand new Zello Nets. And before we start this week's podcast, I want to thank the supporters of Scanner School. So whether you're going to scannerschool.com slash support and you're supporting us at a one-time donation by going to PayPal, maybe you're using our Amazon links before you make a purchase on Amazon, if you're looking for new hardware, you're using our Scanner Master links, or even if you're using Butel software, before you make that purchase, you go and use our Butel links and our brand new eBay links if you're looking for used equipment. Your support helps keep the podcast going. I also want to thank those who help support us on Patreon. Now, Patreon is a month-over-month type of sponsorship platform. And there's three different tiers. The first tier for a buck a month, you're just helping to support us. And really, at the Patreon takes theirs, we're only getting pennies on a dollar, to be honest with you. At $3 a month, you're going to get the podcast delivered to you early. You get your own private podcast feed that you can actually get the podcast as soon as it's available. At the $5 level, you not only get the $3 level, but you also get squelchy stickers mailed directly to your home. Because at $5 a month, it really equates to being about a dollar a week or a dollar per podcast is really what you're you're giving us. So again, I want to thank my Patreon supporters who are Craig Harper, Dan, Glenn Blum, Glenn Bryden, Guy Lee, Irvin Thibodeau, James Felling, Jeff Block, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Mark Beebe, Raymond Hill, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Scott Vorder, Signals Everywhere, Todd Glendai, and William Arcand. Let's start the podcast. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My trader call sign is W2LIE. And again, this is Scanner School. I want to thank you all for listening. Before we get into this week's podcast, I just want to say I hope everybody who is listening is doing well and your family is doing well. Again, as I'm recording this, right, the the coronavirus is really taking a hold of the United States. Now, again, overseas, you guys saw the wave before we did over here. It's tough over here, to be honest with you. I mean, New York, where I live, it's it's the hot zone now in my county is, is really where we're at right now. So, you know, we're doing all the precautions that we can do. We're doing as best as we can. My nine to five has us working from home. Fortunately, you know, my wife's working from home and my daughter's doing her schoolwork from home, coloring in between the lines and following across you know, what she has to do in kindergarten. It's, it's, it's interesting, very interesting times. And, you know, it, it takes some time to reflect on what's going on. So I just want to say, you know, we're here. If you're looking for somebody to just talk to somebody to send a few emails back and forth. Look, my email's open, right? It's phil at scannerschool.com. Just hit me up. I'm, I'm available just to say hi and what's going on and bounce maybe a few ideas off of, help you take your mind over things. So I think we all need it. I, I know I need it. So, um, you know, if anybody's out there and you want to shoot me a message and you want to just touch in, uh, that'd be, you know, we can we can work some now. I want to definitely though. I want to thank Jenny Taylor who e uh, she emailed me the other day just to touch base and, and say hi how things were going and to let you know let me know that she was thinking about what's going on here in New York. So Jenny, I really appreciate that one. And it kind of brings me into what the podcast is today. So 
I've been pushing this Zello application, a Zello net recently. And what Zello is, if you haven't, you know, listened to that other podcast that I introduced it to, let me just summarize really quickly what Zello is. Zello is a push to talk application that runs on your smartphone, your tablet, or your Windows based computer. Strictly a voice application where it's like a two way radio, but Really, it's just voice over IP using a push-to-talk button on a smartphone device, right? But if it works kind of the same as a networked infrastructure. Now, you can use Zello for all different things. You can use Zello uh, to communicate for a business. You can use Zello for you know, neighborhood watches. Or you could use Zello exactly what we are using it for right now, which is to communicate with other people who are in it, the hobby that we're in. So what you can listen to in a few minutes is... The most recent Zello net that we did it was the last Tuesday of March. Now, these Zello nets run every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern U.S. time, with the exception of the first Tuesday of the month where I do my YouTube and Facebook Ask Sessions live. It's the same, it's the same time slot, so I, I'm unable to be in two places at once. But again, if you want to join us on Zello, again, we meet every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. And for the information on how to set up your Zello, get the meeting ID, the channel ID rather, and get the password to the group, just go to scannerschool.com slash Zello. That's like hello, but with a Z. Again, scannerschool.com slash Zello. So again, why do we have a password in place? Just to keep things easier to manage, keep the trolls out. And also, I ask you to sign up. This way, if things do change in the future, say I do need a new password or we have to change the meeting time. I'm able to reach out to you directly because you're interested in the Zello net and let you know that things are changing. I don't have to bother you if you don't want to be interested in the Zello net either. So that's why there's a separate list of those who are interested in Zello. So again, scannerschool.com slash Zello. Again, that's like hello, but with a Z. Now, for those of you over the Cs, that's a Z. <laughs> okay. So with that, let's go ahead and jump into our most recent Zello net so you can get a feel of what it's like. And it's a great net. We had check-ins from the United States, Canada, New Zealand, and Australia. So again, if you've never been on one of our Zello nets, this is your invitation to come join us and a sneak peek at what it's like to join us on Tuesday evenings or Wednesday mornings, depending where you are. Enjoy. All right. Good evening, everyone, or good afternoon, or good morning, depending on where you are. This is Phil W2LIE from Scanner School, and this is our weekly Scanner Radio get-together. So if this is your first time joining the net, I want to say welcome and thanks for joining. This is a pretty informal net. What we normally do to start off is we take a little bit of a roll call, find out who's out there, whether or not they have any traffic for the net, and also the location. So when you check in, just give your first name, your location. And whether you have traffic, for example, I'd say, my name is Phil, I'm from Long Island, New York, and I've got traffic for the net. And we'll go down a list of check-ins, I'll reply them back, see who's in there, see if anybody else wants to check in, and we'll take it from there. Generally, nice, loose, easy discussion. We'll hang around for about, all hang around for about an hour, but the net can continue as long as somebody else wants to take control of it, or you guys want to come back during the week or later on. The channel is always available for you. This is an opportunity for you guys to talk amongst yourselves and kind of build a bond about scanner radio and all that stuff. So with all of that said, I'm going to drop the carrier here and I'm going to look for anybody who wants to join the net tonight. So again, please say your name, your location, and whether or not you have traffic or a question or anything else for the evening. 
Uh, this is Phil, W2LAE for Scan School. Oh, yeah, before I forget to, you don't need a license. Anybody can check in tonight. Please go ahead now. This is W2FD Joe, Long Island, New York. Good evening. This is TJ, K2LAE, St. Augustine, Florida. Negative traffic. Good evening, Phil. Good evening, Ned. This is Bob, KD2REJ, South Farmingdale, New York. Mike, KC2SIC, Long Island, New York. Derek, Lexington, North Carolina, just listening in. Uh, Tucson, Arizona, no traffic. Evening, folks. It's Garth from Stonewall, Manitoba, Canada, just checking in. Hey, this is Ray from the Plains, Illinois. Huge traffic, but not much today. This is KD2IKF. Right now in Bayport, Long Island, New York. Good evening to the net. ZL2MST, this is Max down in Masterton, New Zealand. Wishing you all a good afternoon. No traffic. All right, I'll take a pause right there. We got a nice number of uh, check ins so far. TJ, just so you're aware, it sounds like, and I'm pretty sure I know what you're doing over there. Sounds like you've patched in your two-way radio into Zello. What's going on is you sound very overdriven with your audio, and you keep keying up unexpectedly. So somebody will check in, and then we'll see you keep on Zello with no audio, and then it'll drop for – so you, you key up about uh, three or four seconds, and then somebody else will talk, and then Zello keys up again. So I don't know if there's some sort of loopback going on on your end, but uh, it definitely sounds like you're using some sort of patch network in there that needs a little bit of fine-tuning, just so you're aware of that. But, TJ, been a long time. Good to hear you in there. Hopefully, Florida's treating you well. Uh, we've got Joe, W12FD, from Long Island, New York. Bob, KD2REJ, Long Island, New York. Mike, I got James PFD Mike. I forgot to write down your call. No big deal. Uh, LI, New York. Derek, from North Carolina. I've got... Um, Grant's checking in right now. Good, Grant. I got you in there as well. We have somebody from Tucson, Arizona. I missed who that was. Uh, screen call was uh, G.H. McClure, it looks like. Garth from Manitoba, Canada. Uh, Ray, good to have you in there, Ray, as well. Guy, I saw you checking via chat. KD2IKF from Bayport. And Max from New Zealand. Very cool. So officially, we've got Canada. We've got the U.S. We've got New Zealand. So a nice, nice international grouping tonight. I'd love to see this. James, and to JFD, good to see you in as well, James. So again, anybody wants to check in the net, just let me know your name, uh, your location, and whether or not you've got any traffic, any questions, any comments, et cetera, et cetera, for the net tonight. And then we'll break in the general discussion. This is Joe from uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin. Uh, KD9CXU is my call sign. Um, no traffic. KD4IIW, Virginia. Comments? This is K2LE once again. What a question at this time. San Augustine, Florida. Okay, very cool. I'm just trying to keep everything in here and, and logged so I know who's who's in and who's uh, got comments on it. So we've got... Uh, Kenneth, K4IW, with a comment. Uh, Jim, got you in as well. Grant from Australia, saw you checking via text. Uh, brings us to four countries tonight, if my math is correct on that one. Joe Curtis. Joe, I saw your Facebook post. I hope you are feeling better uh, and everything is working out for you. And um, I just I, I just want you to know I saw that and uh, 
hope everything's going all right. Uh, Keith got you in from Ohio, and I think that's where we left off. Uh, so Kenneth, we got you in for comments, and TJ got you in for a question. So before we go into the question, TJ, let's go over to uh, Kenneth. We'll do the questions and the comments, and then we'll loop back around again for anybody else who wants to check in or uh, join in that. So this is W2LE. Uh, Kenneth, Kitty for iiw go ahead with your, uh, your comments. Sure. A couple of things going on this week. Uh, Metropolitan Washington Airport Authority continues a transition from a Motorola 2 SmartNet to a P25. Seeing some activity from the police talk groups. Not sure if they're being patched at this time. That's probably the case. Uh, waiting for the fire stuff to come along. Uh, locally, uh, college has uh, dropped their analog system, which is old and aging and started to fall apart. They've joined the county's, uh, Fairvest County's P25 system, so glad to see them on there. I've been chosen for uh, beta testing for my unication, so I have to install all that firmware. Hopefully I can uh, provide a lot of comments. And uh, I've been catching up on the podcast, so I want to say thanks for the shout-out for uh, the DMR group, uh, Scanner Junkies. And uh, uh, with that, I'll pass it back. Wow, so you have a lot of activity in your area over there. That's really good. It's always nice when things move around like that because it gives you something to uh, to to look at, you know. I remember when they were building the site up right here in Nassau County, it was always cool to take a look at the logs and see what's going on. Now, we're fortunate to have Suffolk County doing the exact same thing, so... And I'm curious to see how you like the unication beta testing. I haven't signed up for that, but I'm gonna I'm probably gonna apply for it just to see if I can get into the Facebook group just to see the comments on it. I know once you upgrade, you can't downgrade on it. And then it seems like there's gonna be features in this firmware for the beta testing that won't be available in upcoming releases. So that leads me to believe that the free scan stuff is gonna be paid only. Is that the kind of uh, impression you're getting? I haven't dived into it yet. Um, I got the email links and haven't spent any time with the uh, the new uh, programming software or firmware. So I've been trying to follow the comments in the group, and I'm going to need an Elmer because it's just a lot of confusion. All right. Yeah, this is something to a sanction by, you know, Unication Taiwan, not Unication Texas or not Unication USA. But, yeah, I'd like to jump in the group at least see what's going on just as a dealer. So I have an idea of what's going on so I can answer some questions. So I'm just very hesitant to, to put it in my own devices because I, I have to loan them out as demos. But very interested to see what you have to say about that and uh, maybe, you know, pick your brain when when uh, it gets close to the release. But if you need any help, let me know. I got contacts. And no problem with the shout out for the group. I mean, this is, I mean, your your idea kind of sparked this idea. So uh, hopefully I, I phrased everything the right way. And if anybody is into amateur radio that's on the net right now and you have a TGIF hotspot, there is another scanner net that runs on amateur radio DMR on the TGIF network. And uh, Kent, what's the talk group? Is it 1033? Yeah, the number is 1033. And uh, it's, Open discussion now. It doesn't have to be limited to uh, scanners or whatever. We're all hobbyists of one sort of another and not just tied down. So come along and uh, talk radios, but talk other things. All right. Sounds good. Again, that operates only on the TGIF network. So you'll need a gateway to be able to get into that. And again, it's a personal gateway. So one of these days I'll end up over there. Still trying to play around with my Linko right now and get that set up. It's just been slow going on that one. But all right, let's roll over to uh, TJ, and we'll grab your question. TJ, K2, LIE, the imposter, LIE. This is uh, Phil, W2, LIE. Go ahead. <laughs> the imposter. I love it. 
never live that one down. Well, good evening again, and Phil, uh, so nice to speak with you. It's probably been at least a year. Um, I just wanted to double check. This is uh, my first time coming into the uh, the net that you're having here on Zello. I just changed over my interface uh, so this way I can come in via Zello, but I wanted to make sure, one, I was sounding okay, not overmodulated and completely clear, as well as, two, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't having any uh, issues with keying up your Zello group multiple times, which it sounded like when I first came on I was doing. So I just want to make sure that everything's going okay and I'm not causing any interference, so to speak. Um, I just wanted to pop in again and uh, say great job. I've been following along as much as we haven't spoke. I've been following along for at least the last year and see how things are going. And, and I'm, uh, I'm great to see that they're going in this direction. So I'll definitely be listening out. I'm definitely going to do a lot more listening than I will talking. But I just wanted to pop in again, wave a hand to you, as well as everybody that checked in this evening to the group. So, again, this is TJK2LIE from St. Augustine, Florida, and I will send it back to you, Phil. Yeah, you sound like you're talking through a tin can. Uh, I don't know what your microphone setup is on your end, but it definitely sounds very, very tinny, a uh, little overmodulated towards uh, when, when you when you speak a little bit louder, it overmodulates just a tad, but... Um, it's better than it was before. It's just interesting. I guess you're using your just a mobile phone with a headset. Is that all you're using, or you got some other crazy contraption over there? Uh, let's see. I turned it down a little bit low, lower, so hopefully that sounds a little bit better. No, I'm actually coming in off of a uh, coming into a XPR 4550, coming into a signal link, coming into a laptop with Zello running. So. Hopefully that sounds a little bit better. The levels are completely different on Zello than they are um, with some of the other interfaces that I use. So I didn't have much time to do any testing pre-net. So I appreciate you and everybody else's patience. <laughs> Back over to you, Phil. Yeah, it definitely sounds better now that you've, that you've tuned it down. And uh, yeah, definitely good to hear from you. It's been a, been a long time, right? at least a year, you're right. But uh, so everybody gets the joke here about Mr. Imposter and, and me. Uh, obviously, our call signs are vanity call signs. Uh, neither TJ or myself were gifted our LIE calls. Mine is actually, I have the original QSL card from from the original owner that owned W2LE. He was actually out of Jersey. And uh, it's very interesting to have that call sign, uh, that uh, that QSL card. But it's a vanity call. Uh, the LIE stands for the Long Island Expressway. And when I went to get my vanity call, I had the option, right, of W2 or a K2. I, I picked the W2. Uh, that left TJ with, with the K2. But TJ got his call sign uh, years after I got mine. And it's funny because I will talk to people today that still get TJ and myself confused because the call signs are so close. So in order to set them straight, I let them know that I'm the real W2L, even though I'm not really the real original user of it. And then TJ is the imposter because he copied me. So that's that's the story on that one. I do see some texts coming in. Let me drop it here to uh, just acknowledge those texts. All right. Very good. Anything else tonight, TJ, before uh, I move on? No, not at this time. Again, I appreciate your patience with uh, allowing me to kind of uh, uh, critique and adjust my settings here. I wanted to make sure that I, again, sounded uh, good and I wasn't disrupting <laughs> your net. But um, 
I, I again thank you, and I was very happy and impressed at the same time to hear so many other people checking into the net, um, specifically from three, four other countries. I mean, that's a, a huge accomplishment, and it's definitely, definitely well deserved. So, Phil, congratulations on that, and I'm definitely going to be listening out. And uh, now that I kind of at least have some settings, at least a baseline over here, I can get myself tuned in a little bit better to you guys. And, maybe uh, tune in a little bit more. So, Phil, thank you again, and I'll definitely be talking to you soon. My regards to you and the baby, and there's probably not a baby anymore, and I will talk to you soon. This is Kilo 2, Lima, Indiaco, St. Augustine, Florida, and we'll be monitoring. All right, TJ, thanks again, and yeah, we'll touch base, uh, I'm sure, eventually, again, shortly, too. And yeah, definitely not a baby, six years old, in kindergarten, but acts like she's 18 already, so it's insane. But very, very good. All right. Um, Ray, I have you in for a question. Let's let it drop here for a second, Ray, before we get to your question. Uh, let me do another roundup here so if anybody else wants to check in. Uh, Kat, I also saw you commenting in the chat. So, yeah, if you guys want to chat while things are going on in the chat box, too, you guys can do that as well. So with that, let's, uh, let's take a quick pause here, see if anybody else has uh, wants to check in. Again, just check with your name, your location, whether or not you have a comment, question, traffic, et cetera, for the net. And then uh, after we do this next round of check-ins, we'll, um, we'll go to Ray's question. So anybody else who wants to check in tonight, just, uh, again, no license required. This is an open net. There's no, uh, no need for any amateur or GMRS license. That's why we're on Zello. Uh, please go ahead now. This is Phil W2LE from Scanner School. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealers serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every Scanner Reader user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 phase one and phase two in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR type one and type two. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out Sentinel. Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use Unitrunker, DSD+, maybe set up a Pioware, or even just make some changes and you don't understand how this system and the equipment works? The podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely, and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, 
Book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. This is Nathan checking in from Louisville, Kentucky. This Mike in Davenport, Iowa. Here is K9IAN Ian over in Ashby, Massachusetts. This is Dave in Lindenhurst, Illinois. All right. Dave, Lindenhurst, Illinois. Ian from Massachusetts, Ashby. Boy, that one rings a bell. Ian, I think I sent you an email uh, looking for the codebook files. If you can send those over, I got to double check where we left off with, with what is going on here. But I know we trade emails. I just want to see where we left off with that. Mike Davenport, Nathan, Nate the Robot from Kentucky. How you doing? Hope everything is going well with you and, and school. I guess you guys are on a break with that as well. So very cool. All right. With that, Ray, why don't you go ahead with uh, the question you have for the night? Go ahead. I guess my heart key's not working. Interesting. That's just that. Um, normally, I'm pretty good, uh, Phil, with technology. By the way, I have a BC 75 XLT. I was doing some figuring out where the heck the interference is in my apartment. I took it outside. And right behind my wall, I'm looking at where the back of my monitor is. There's like HNC box, a Comcast box, and a metal pole in my ISP that I'm on now box. And when I took it out there, it stopped on 412 and it was humming. How the heck do we get rid of the uh, interference. Is there a way to do that in a radio? Because I know that's where it's interfering. If you can get rid of the interference, I think it would clear a lot of my issues. But I don't know who to go to. Would that be all three or who? That's what I'm trying to find out. Why it would be humming, like squealing, like a uh, you know, those uh, radiation meters. How they make that big It was really bad. Came back in, stopped. So we know where it is, but don't know how to get rid of it. Do you have any suggestions? Anyone? Are you only hearing this in the uh, federal government band? You said 412. Are you getting any interference from it anywhere else? Or, I mean, I'm just trying to just get information from you right now before I come up with a, uh, an answer for you. Let me put it this way, though. I took Conkey A+, plus, so I had to worry about uh, power supply so a little bit. Right behind where the pole is, it was squealing on a lot of channels. But specifically 412 was the one that was the most prominent one, right? And it was outside my apartment building because I'm on the first floor and I'm very close to the boxes. They call them the lock boxes where Comcast, HT, and Wow, which is our, which is Wild West, my IP, put their, uh, subscribers they're in the box from the hole to the box and it is squealing over there and i'm so close to it i'm right right behind my bedroom wall is where the box is so i know it's interfering 
Right, but what I'm saying is just because you hear it on 412 doesn't mean it's interfering with everything across the band. Um, there are there will be certain spikes up and down the spectrum that it might be transmitting on or oscillating on for a better better choice of words there. You'll get some harmonics all up and down on there. But I, I, I just saw you you sent a text um, in four band. What 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 bands are you getting that in? Doesn't matter if it's the four any four band. Doesn't matter. It all starts squealing. But yet, when it goes to 160, whatever, it's not as bad, but it's there. TJ, just let you know you're keen up again. So, you have multiple things here, right? You've got, and I'm sorry, my chair is squeaky, I'm sure you're not in the background as well. Um, if it's not going to send a carrier out on a frequency you're worried about, then it's like any other carrier you're not monitoring, right? It's it's not it's not going to be a worry to you. If, however, it knocks out <clears throat> like the aviation band or it's going to lock out, you know, your low band and it's something you want to listen to, right? As as a radio user, it that's when it becomes concerning to you. Everything oscillates. Your your wall power supplies, smart meters, um, even LED light bulbs generate some sort of oscillation it's really how far they oscillate that causes a problem sometimes when you're right on top of it you'll notice that you can hear it so when you walk over that to that uh green box the beige box whatever it is that you have on, on the street level there and you walk up to it yeah you might hear something right up against it but as you walk away from it as you get five feet ten feet twenty feet that's still comes the question are you still hearing it at that point right does it drop off really quickly where I work with AT&T, we have crews out there and they hunt for things specifically just like this. Is it in the 100 megahertz band? Is it in the 700 megahertz band where we have our cell phones? And then they go out there and they they try and, and fix these. So there's that, right? Should these things be oscillating further than, than feet away from the devices? Probably not. Who would you call up and... and, and you know, complain about it. You could call up each provider and say, hey, you know, I'm a radio user. I know you have a box here. I am seeing on these frequencies that you are radiating, that you're oscillating, and, you know, there's an issue. So before some else complains, maybe you should come out here and, you know, take a look at it. That's that's one thing you do. I, I know there's a problem with, you know, on, on the HF spectrum, when you have bad electrical lines and, and bad isolators, right? When it gets wet or when it, when it dries out, which way it is at this point, but you'll you'll destroy the band, right? The, the band will go will go nuts. And I have a coworker of mine who's really a big DXer, and he'll go out there with a with, with an AM radio and tune it down to the to the amateur uh, band, and he'll report it. He'll he'll call up the power company. He'll say on this pole. You guys are, are blowing interference in the amateur radio band. I narrowed it down for you, and they'll come out there and they'll they'll repair it. So, you know, like I said, pretty much everything is going to oscillate. It's a matter of how far away it's going to be from the actual source. I've even tuned radios just by laying a second scanner on top of it and tuning the IF on it. Because, again, you can hear the IF. You can hear the frequency that you're tuned to uh, when, you, when you rest another radio on top of the radio you're tuning. When you take that radio away and you move it across the desk, you don't hear it anymore. So, you know, it's kind of what I'm trying to explain to you here. I know three minute long kind three minute long explanation here, but hopefully that kind of goes to what you what you need. Yeah, it doesn't even if I walk outside my 
around, just going around the corner, so it's not just near it. It doesn't always make that or whatever it does is bad, but it is there around the corner. So it's that whole area. We know where it is. If we can just get rid of it, I think I'll have better electricity, better everything. There's a leak somewhere is what you're calling it. You got to find out where the leak is and repair the leak. Yeah, I mean, I I would just recommend that at this point, then, if you know it's coming from that box, then call up the uh, the carrier and say, you know, there's there's I'm a radio user, and I noticed that you guys are are radiating on this frequency uh, outside this box, and you know, you may want to have somebody come in and just check it out. Hey, Joe, I didn't know where to go with that one because uh, there's three different carriers back there. I saw AT&T. I know Wow, my provider, I can get a hold of, and there's an uh, Comcast, and Comcast is, a, as you know, hard to get a hold of. Yeah, there's generally a number you can call up for that kind of stuff. Just uh, go ahead and Google it. And, you know, you want you don't want customer service. You don't want customer care. You you definitely want a an address that, you know, if you look at Comcast uh, radio interference or Comcast RF or Comcast uh, engineering department, something like that, that you call in. You don't want a customer service number because they'll just dismiss the claim. So, uh, or even if you just email directly in, somebody should redirect it to the right location. Don't expect anybody to come out tomorrow to fix it, but uh, they'd also don't want to be transmitting with us to be transmitting either because uh, the FCC can get out of that as well. But don't go to the FCC either. Uh, do the right thing and, and contact the, the provider directly. Excuse me, the provider directly. Will do. I know Comcast only has a chat box now. They're only giving the 800 number out. So, you know, good. Yeah, well, I'm sure you'll find it. They got to have some department, an engineering department or something like that, that handles it. Worst case is you just keep emailing them and, and, and say it's still a problem and maybe it will go in the right location. So, but uh, hopefully that helps you out. All right, let's take, uh, it's, it's the bottom of the hour here. We're halfway through, a uh, little more than halfway through right now with the net. Anybody else want to check in? Uh, feel free to do so. Just drop in your name your location, and whether or not you've got any type of traffic, any type of question for the net this evening. This is Phil to be 12 and uh, standing by for check-ins. Joe with two comments, Phil. All right, Joe, go ahead. To be 12 fd Joe, this is Phil to be 12 Go ahead with your, uh, your comments. Yeah, I did what you told me to do on the last net with the range. Worked out perfect. Thank you. Uh, second question. <laughs> do you know, <clears throat> have any idea of if they're going to do any more updates on the uh, sd 100 uh glad to hear your range worked that well for you um, that that uh makes me happy so always always nice when the device works out as planned so very happy here thanks for letting me know uh as far as updates come to the unit and product so you know as you might know paul opitz he passed away a couple months back and he was pretty much the brains behind uh, what was going on at the product development side of the house. So it's going to take some time for Unidin to kind of do what they have to do to uh, to fill those giant shoes that, that Paul left there. I'm sure they already have a team in place. I'm sure they've already had somebody who was, you know, who stepped in to do that. But, you know, I think Paul had a roadmap. Paul knew what he needed to be done. And hopefully that, you know, there was a list of things to come. You know, I, I don't think Unidin is going to let any product die right now. Uh, I don't think that they're going to just abandon support for the SDS 100 to 200. It would be nice to hear from them, let, let us know they're still working on the product. But for now, 
it's a wait and see game. You know, I mean, some companies don't come out with updates, you know, maybe every six months. I know as products do age, the updates do slow up. I mean, I don't know last time we saw an update to the BCT 15X or the 96B2 or uh, the 436, even the 536. I know the SDS 100 and 200 are about a year or so old. So it could be that updates are slowing down because they got a lot of the bugs updated a year ago. And that's when the updates were coming fast and furious because they were uncovering bugs and fine tuning the machine, so to speak. Yeah, the same thing with the... Um... The 200, the Home Patrol 200. They left open slots in there for uh, telling us upcoming good stuff is going to be added. And again, that was another another thing that never was updated in quite some time. Yeah, it, it would be nice if some of these ports would start to work. But uh, I, I my, my hope is that this doesn't turn into another siren app fiasco where there was the application for the mobile devices that only came out for iOS supposed to do what was supposed to do and left the Android camp hanging. And that was that. So we'll see. We will definitely see. But uh, for now, I would just say we just have to basically wait and see what Unity does. Yeah, and one more comment. At least, thank God, they're still keeping up with the updates on uh, every Monday. So that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. You, you know the lynch mob that would happen if they didn't? <laughs> I mean, Whistler is, is – uh, they had an issue, I guess, a while back with, with something. Something on their end broke. Or um, I think they actually had – was it Don Starr? Was that him that actually wrote the tool that pulled the data out of – radio reference and ported it over to the uh, the GRE Whistler line. And then I think something on that end broke. And then they had to scramble to get something up and running on the Whistler side. So they were without updates for a while. But yeah, you know, Unity has been doing, doing that since the old Home Patrol one day. So it's been over 10 years they've had that up and running. So it is cool that that is still in there and it still works. And, and that's one of the things that pushes those Home Patrol lines is the fact that how well it plays with Radio Reference. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've been a member of Radio Reference for many years now, a long, long time. Well, I thank you very much. Thank you for the net. It's, you know, I'm always here when I can be. And, uh, again, thank you for having the net and thank you for answering my questions. Not a problem, Joe. And I know that you're, uh, you're on call around this time, too, so I'm glad you're able to stick around. Very good. So let me do, I have a little bit of traffic for the net tonight too. I found some stuff out this afternoon. I wasn't told I couldn't share it, but also didn't ask for permission either. So we'll get to that in one second. So let me see if I have anybody else that wants to check in, anybody else who has any comments or questions before I go ahead and spill the beans on this one. Go ahead and just drop your name and your location and whether or not you have traffic for the net. We'll get you checked in and then... Um, We'll move on from there. So anybody who wants to join the net or anybody who's already checked in actually wants to bring traffic to the net, again, this is uh, a good time to do so as well. Uh, this is Phil W2LE from Scanner School. Net Control? Yeah, go ahead. How's it going, Phil? Name is Mark Marianga Rubber Kilo. I'm over here in Pennsylvania. Just was wondering if uh, you had any of the uh, Pennsylvania interop frequencies at all by any chance if you can uh if you can send them to me i looked online for them on uh radio reference and i couldn't find the actual the main actual frequencies for this area 
if you can hit me up with them, I'd appreciate it. All right, Mark. Um, I'm just reading the, the chat messages came in. I don't have anything specific to Pennsylvania. I would. I, I did see that you were uh, chatting with somebody during a week. Got that in the chat box in the chat group, or actually just the, the chat window for uh, this channel. I put a couple of links in there for you. They're the National Interoperability Field Guide channels. You can pop those in and see. What also might help you out though is Google. Not to be rude about it, but just to make a point here. I did jump into Google to try and find out more about my area because I discovered, or maybe it's a bad way of saying it. I got I, I got sent information and it has some interoperable interoperable frequencies in there that I did not know about. Uh, they were labeled in the UTAC range, but they weren't numbers that were part of the standard UTAC NIFOG list. So instead of being TAC 41, TAC 42, TAC 43. They had different numbers. Let it drop for a sec. So that kind of led me down a Google wormhole. So I started top, typing in New York Field Operation Guide, and that sprouted up a Midwestern guide. It was an Oregon. It, it sprouted up Oregon's Field Operation Guide with their channel layouts and their interoperable frequencies. I was just reading in the Spectrum Monitor magazine yesterday that another state has their own field operation guide. And I want to say it was, no, I'm not going to name the state because I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't want to give it the wrong information, but states do have their own field operation guide. So you may just want to jump onto Google and type in Pennsylvania field operation guide, uh, Pennsylvania radio interoperability guide, just something along those terms. You may stumble across a .gov website that has a field operation guide tucked away in a shared website path that you have to hunt down to find. So I wasn't successful finding one yet for New York. If anybody has one for New York, I'd love to see it because there's stuff on this code plug I see that is not in the National Interoperable Guide. For all I know, this information is for Jersey, and I'm just not finding it because it doesn't exist. But anyway, my point is there is a national one that's done by the DHS, and you will find, if you look hard enough, possibly a state system as well. Okay. Sounds good. I'm also a member of Bridgecom. I guess you know them. You know, uh, whatchamacallit, um, you know all of them over at Bridgecom. You were hosting the uh, the link for them on your site. Yep. And if you were in earlier, TJ checked in and uh, he talked about BridgeCom and how he linked everything up with Zello. So, yep. TJ's in the net tonight. And uh, I am still streaming the BridgeCom repeater up here to the net from uh, it's actually one of their radios. Connects to my server, goes to my website, and they have the link. So that's, that's that. So, all right. Uh, anything else, Mark? One more quick question. The government frequencies for uh, the main P25 frequencies for out here also, I was wondering, because I can't find them. And I know a lot of them are encrypted. I know a lot of those frequencies are encrypted. I got I got myself the, uh, the SDR scanner, the SDR 200, 
it's either the 200 or 2000. I don't remember offhand. And it works pretty good. You mean the SDS 200? Yeah, it's a nice, nice radio. Uh, but yeah, if you can't find the frequencies and reference, just take a look at the FCC database. Go to fcc.gov slash ULS. You can do a geosearch in there. Uh, you know, the, 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 the radio reference database is community driven. So it means that somebody needs to actually confirm the frequency, submit the frequency, and then somebody has to publish the frequency, right? So, uh, the, F- the radio reference database doesn't just allow somebody to just take an FCC dump and, and submit it because they want to have actually working frequencies. So it's very possible that there's, you know, stuff in the area that is active and online that's not in the FCC. I mean, I'm sorry, the radio reference database. Uh, also, quite possibly, which I find out here locally, is that there's frequencies that are in use that aren't in the FCC website. Because some carriers should decide or some departments should decide to use somebody else's frequency. They have an agreement set up or they don't have an agreement set up and they clueless and don't realize that their license expired years and years and years ago and they're still using it. So, but very good. For the net closes out tonight, I just want to uh, loop into some things that I have discovered this week as well. So, um, uh, I see Ray, you're in there as well with something, but uh, I want to answer Guy's question really quick. And uh, we got about 10 minutes left. So, uh, Mark, if you have nothing else, I'd like to uh, just move on, uh, if you don't mind. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. I'll pass the I'll pass the other information on to you of what I have. What should I do? Email it to you, the information that I have? Because um, I got a whole bunch of uh, stuff also. Yeah, sure. You can email me that. that that'd be great. Just uh, my name, Phil, at ScannerSchool.com. Uh, also, check in the chat. It looks like Ray has, has posted a few links in there as well. So I don't know if they pertain to you or not, but he might uh, he might have found something for you as well. Okay, sounds very good. Sounds very good. Thanks a lot. I appreciate the uh, the info. Okay, no problem. And while I get my finger on the button here, uh, it looks like what is this here? Uh, guys asking. Uh, are there is there a recommended delay setting for DMR that you help me set up? Remember the Fisher system; it hangs up and does not scan. There could be a delay setting in there, guy. I don't think we set one up. Uh, it would be a hold. It'd be a system hold. The system hold will tell you how long to sit on that group, that system group, before it moves on. Uh, it won't hold indefinitely but it will hold for a certain amount of time. Normally it's just set for two seconds or so. So you may want to check that out. It could also be that you're locking onto a birdie or you're locking onto a a carrier that is just transmitting constantly. Is it locking onto a one frequency or does it just seem like it's scanning, but it's not leaving that favorites list or that scan list uh, or that system rather. That's that would be something to look at with that as well. But yeah, I know you're you're turning things with DMR and, and that Fisher and the hospital system out there. You got a lot to go on. So let me just let it drop here. So I can clear my throat for a second, and then let's see what you got here. It's hold on. Uh, it's just it's scanning and not reading that system. Yeah, I'd have to take another look to be honest with you. It's been a while, and uh, if you want to send me the system, I'll, I'll load it into my my thing here and take a look at it. Uh, let's see, I got MWS because I have some fogs from states, but it's rather old now. Sometimes the state will have a skip in the title. Okay, very good. Skip. Just out of curiosity, if you could explain what skip would would uh, stand for, if you want to type that in the box. 
and that comes from MWS 1974. And uh, that'd be good as well. So yeah, something or some other thing to look at that Mark would be look for is skip. All right. So what did I find during the week? So I was forwarded a bit of information from somebody who uh, knows a little bit of thing or two about what's going on down here. So it, down here in Jones Beach, New York, we have coronavirus testing. And there's a lot of testing going on here. And I think one of the reasons why New York is, is number one, and we're number one in the cases of coronavirus is not only because of the population, but because of how aggressive things are with testing out here. So the more, obviously... Uh, okay, S- skip state com interoperability. I guess it was protocol or plan. State com interop plan. Thank you, uh, MWS. So, anyway, um, what I was saying was they're using Motorola radios down here to communicate. We've actually seen pictures. I think somebody actually shared in the Facebook group a picture of somebody wearing that Tyvek suit basically with uh, a Motorola a radio slung over their shoulder. And it looks like they're using the seven tack frequency simplex. And I was told it's seven tack 73, 74, and 77. So if you're on the Long Island area, and if you're near one of these Corona testing sites, or if you're across the country or whatever, it'd be interesting to hear again, 700 megahertz simplex. Do not expect a large range on these if you're able to pick them up. Again, we know how well Simplex works, point two points. If you're talking handheld to handheld, you're talking about five watts or so, give or take. So you're going to have to pretty much be there on the scene or relatively close to it in order to hear anything. So unless they're cross-banded, repeated out to someplace else, but they are using the seven tack, which means they're following the night fog. So that's what I've discovered. Also interesting, I want to thank Bob. Uh, you sent me a video during a week via Facebook, uh, KD2REJ, and uh, it was communications here of our local hospital. They are, again, on DMR. And they were talking about setting up uh, auxiliary bedding and stations for more patients, which is a scary thing. Was it the health ship comfort? HHN something something. I forget what the actual acronym is on that one. But somebody posted on Radio Reference that their the sister ship has a onboard turbo system, and they were actually submitting into the database the talk groups they discovered on the onboard turbo system. So if you're West Coast near uh, the sister ship to the Comfort, or if you're in New York and you're close enough to the seaport, it may be something to take a look at in Radio Reference that there is an onboard repeater on those ships. So uh, take a look at that as well. But uh, it's great that we had a good net tonight, that we didn't really spend too much time with last week talking about the virus. So with that, let's do one more round of check-ins. I see, Ray, that you're still, uh, you're still setting stuff out here. Uh, okay, very good. All right, so with that, we got five minutes left. I've been talking here for six minutes straight, so I want to let everything drop anyway. So if anybody has any last minute they want to bring up the net, any last comments, any last questions, any parting thoughts? Anybody who wants to do a late check-in, please go ahead now. This is Phil W12E from Scanner School. I got one more quick question. With the SDR, I have a regular SDR also, the SDR RF hack. I have that also, and I have that programmed. 
Will that also pick up the P25 stuff? Because uh, I've been trying with that also, and I put an outdoor antenna on it. I have a tower up, and uh, I have the antenna up about 160 feet. And uh, I was just wondering uh, if there's any other software for the RFSDR hack, if you know anything about that. I don't know specific to the RF hack device. I don't own one. I I don't have the budget for that one. I, I use the RTL SDRs. Those are those thirty dollar devices. But if it interfaces with DSD plus, that will allow you to listen to P twenty five. Again, I don't know if the RF hack device will play with DSD plus. Uh, you would have to go to uh, their website and find out. Again, it's Delta Sierra Delta. And then the word plus strongly recommend joining their fast lane program, which is $25 lifetime license. And it gives you free updates using the DSD plus program. You can monitor a trunk systems and that includes P25 and DMR. And I believe NXDN as well. So it'll help you out with that. If you're looking for something else to play around with, again, don't know if it plays with RF hack. You can look at Unitrunker. And I do have a course coming, uh, trying now desperately to free up time to get that course published. I was hoping to have it done by the end of this month. I say that every month, but I really mean it now. It's, it's ridiculous how long it's taken me to get this done, but there will be a course coming that has how to use an RTL SDR and set all that up for you. Okay. Very, very good. Um, yeah, because the, uh, the SDR RF hack is a lot different than the, uh, than the SDR, than the regular SDR. That's why I've been having a little bit of issues with it. Yep. All right. Well, maybe somebody else in the group has one and can give you a, a hand with it as well. But uh, me personally, I've never experienced, had any experience with one. So I really can't really help you out too much. There is another group that you might be able to look into. Um, signals Everywhere. Harold was on the podcast a while back talking about that. And he has a Discord server set up uh, for that kind of stuff for SDR. So you may want to check out his group as well. I don't really have much information on it, but you can go to signalseverywhere.com and take a look and see what he's got there and uh, jump into his discord and, and probably get some help over there as well. So with that said, it's the top of the hour here. It's 10 o'clock my time, which means it's getting close to the time where I must disappear for the night. Uh, I would like to thank everybody who checked in tonight. This is by far the largest net we've had so far. I'm looking at the count right now. We've got 21 people connected, which is about the number of people we've had checked in tonight, which is great. So we've got um, going through the list here, Joe from Long Island, TJ from Florida, Bob, Mike, Bob and Mike rather from Long Island, New York, uh, Derek from North Carolina. I also have G.H. McClure, I think it's your first name on that one from Arizona. Garth, again, from Manitoba, Canada. Ray, Guy from uh, California, KD2IKF Bayport. Max from New Zealand, Keith from Ohio. Joe, again, from Wisconsin. Grant from Australia. I got Jim. Uh, I got, uh, got Kenneth, Nathan from down in Kentucky. Mike from Iowa. Ian, Massachusetts. Dave from Lindenhurst. 
Illinois, and Mark from Pennsylvania. So with that, we've got 21 members checked in tonight. I want to thank everybody who came in this week for the net. As a reminder, because next weekend, next Tuesday is the first Tuesday of the month, there will not be a net. If somebody wants to run a net, I'll be more than happy to hand it off to them to run for the night. But I will be hosting a YouTube and Facebook question and answer over there. So if you're available and like to join us over on, on YouTube and Facebook, it'll be over at uh, at our channels over there. So with that, I want to say 7-3. Thank you everybody again for a, another awesome evening. Again, this channel stays open. You guys can come and go as you please. And uh, I, um, you want to use it during the week? It's, it's That's what it's there for. So with that, have a good night, everyone, uh, or a good afternoon if you're over in Australia or New Zealand. And uh, have a good one. Thanks again. And we'll talk to you guys soon. 73. Okay, so that is one of our Zello Nets. That's pretty much all it is. It's just a roundtable discussion of a bunch of people who like to listen to scanners. We do a little bit of troubleshooting. We do a little bit of problem solving. We do a little bit of updating what's going on in our neck of the woods. Maybe share a few stories or you know just learn. Again, if you're a little bit mic shy and you don't want to talk into the net, you can always listen. And there's also a chat side of the net as well. So you can always just type in your comments or as somebody's speaking, you can also type in an answer as well. So it's a great time. It's a very fast hour. It's good to just be able to be out there and talk to somebody, especially like today where you're kind of, if you're not talking to your family or, you know, maybe you're not talking to anybody for a couple of days, it's just nice to get on there and, and uh, talk shop to somebody, something that's in your hobby or something like that as well. So, and the channel's always there, right? Just because the net's not happening, doesn't mean the channel goes away. The channel is there. You can you can jump into there and and see if somebody else is available to talk as well on there. Now again, if you're not into listening to the channel all times, you can mark yourself busy and you can go back and listen to it whenever you have time. The nice thing about it, if you signed into the channel, you can always go back in and play the net, you know, the next morning, which is always really interesting as well. And that's how I got the audio. I just went back on my phone and I synced it up with my computer, hit play. And it went right through all the audio for the net. So that was just basically a playback of the week's net. All right, guys. We'll talk again next week. Again, stay safe. Hope everything, everybody's doing well and everything's well with you guys. And we'll talk soon. So again, scannerschool.com slash Zello is how you get into the Zello net. Scannerschool.com slash session 121 is the session notes for this week. And again, if you want to help support the podcast, scannerschool.com slash support. We'll talk to you all again next week. 73, everyone.